Well, hi there, everyone. Welcome to the Finger Guns Podcast. Sorry, we're a day late. Life happens. You know how it goes. My name's Roscoe. How's it going? I'm joined by Mr. Greg Hicks. Uh, good evening. How are you, mate? I am sweaty. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've just been to training tonight, which is nice to be back. It's not full training, but yeah, I've just literally come back from that straight into recording this. So I can't, I can't lean against my bed because I smell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bit of a tricky situation. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> it's all right. Well, you guys, you guys set these ridiculous times to record things, so you know. Yeah, it's all our fault. It's all <laughs> our fault that you're sweaty. Mess. Yeah, uh, Mr. Toby Anderson. Evening. How are you, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Not sweaty. I'm I'm fresh as a daisy. Oh, lovely. Yeah, all nice here. That's great. Very very happy <laughs> for you. And of course, Mr. Sean Davies. Hi. Hi, man. How on earth are you today? <laughs> sorry they said a thousand words there like the last last we go into it the better but let's just say this this house has been like fun house pat pat sharp has been running around going this is great but it really wasn't and you actually have twins as well yeah (laughs) oh nice but other than uh other than that how are you i'm good mate i'm good i i am not sweaty i'm not Fresh is Toby, though. I think, like, Toby sounded like an air freshener right there. He's like, <laughs> like alpine fresh over there. Every five seconds, you just hear this. Every five seconds, you just hear this. Toby's there. <laughs> how's, the, uh, how's the ribs and the feet and the. Stuff? Everything's on the mend. Um, I'm, oh my God, my dogs have just climbed all over me. <laughs> it's just getting worse. Um, yes, all better, um, mostly. It still pops out a few every so often, but uh, you know you've got to just got to get on with it. Sure. The How ribs, the rib, yeah, yeah, not my toe <laughs> <laughs> or anything else. Uh, yeah, I'm good. It's been a fun week. Um, if anyone's been following the saga, uh, my TV has arrived. I have a shiny new telly, so I will be playing Ghost of Tsushima from this week. Uh, but it's primarily being used so far to watch The Office and play Fall Guys. So that's uh, that's Woo. definitely kind of like what it really is for, anyway to be honest, every single day. But yeah, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you got a new TV. Thanks, man. Yeah. Turns out buying it from Amazon is just the easiest way to do anything. Mm. And, uh, and they had a good deal on, so yeah, very happy. All right, then let's go into what we've been playing. I should say Paul is not with us tonight. He's on a date, I think. Is that what he said? He's off. Uh... Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. God, well, he's tracked with his love life. Yeah. He was getting a bit nervous about the quiz, I think. So I think he's, ah. <laughs> I think he's popped up. But uh, yeah, we're going to what we've been playing. So, uh, Greg Hicks, what have you been playing this week, sir? Still playing Tsushima. Still not finished Act 2 yet. But I think I've, I've done that self-defeating thing where I'm getting a bit bored, so I need to crack on and do the story. I think I've done the exploring the world thing too much where I'm just like, oh, I've got no drive to do the missions now, so I need to crack the own the self-whip and do that. I have played finished and reviewed Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. My review is up on the website now. I'll give you the short version. It's fun if you're a fan of the series. Probably not going into it fresh because you won't get some of the humour in it. But yeah, it was alright. But yeah, there's a more in-depth review on the site. Uh, I have also been playing some World War Z because it's on Game Pass. So playing with some friends. It's also got cross-play as well. So if anybody does want to download it again and they're on PlayStation, then... Uh, yeah, we could do with a fourth because we've just got an AI at the moment as a fourth player. So nice. Yeah, so we're playing that. Um, good fun with Mark and our mate Andreas. I 
have for some reason i don't know why final fantasy 7 is on game pass the um well it's the pc version of the original and i've just started playing through that again because you can do it with the uh you know the three times speed and the like auto regen health and full limit breaks and stuff like that so i've just been trying to cruise through it for the story and it's made me realize that a it's a really badly written game like the dialogue is bloody awful in it i don't understand why people think it's the best one because eight clearly is um but it's also <laughs> made me realize how faithful the new one is in keeping that crappy dialogue from the original which is a very good commitment to it but some of the some of the writing in it is just awful it's just like i know it's been portrayed in the media like loads of times but it's like an easterner's idea of what like a western black guy sounds like in barrett and you read it sometimes and it's just like god this is awful dialogue but yeah so i've been sort of it's not really speed running it but i've been going through that at like three times the speed just to just to get it done really i like how you imply that it's deliberate that they're keeping that style because that's the style of all of the final fantasy games what the the new <laughs> one how they the write the, what, <laughs> yeah. the new one keeping us well obviously if Final change... Fantasy 15 is like that, Final yeah, Fantasy 12 I know, I know. was like that. <laughs> but if they um if they change the dialogue too much of the new one, people would have absolutely vilified them for it. I mean, yeah. on top of the episodic bloody bloody blah, possible rewriting the wait, we've all finished, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, well, possibly... I finished. I finished remake. Yeah, yeah. So the possible is it a remake? Uh, is it a change of timeline kind of thing? So I guess they couldn't change too much. So that's where the dialogue is still that same corny weirdness anyway sort of sidetracked um and lastly we got accepted into the dirt 5 preview for playground mode which i can't talk about i've got it downloading now so ooh, suspense i'll have my first thoughts of that on thursday god try saying that quickly <sighs> i love that you're uh you, you've offered a samurai jack review more in depth than yeah it was all right <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've got we've got to sell the we've got to sell the brand, haven't we? So if I just sure. went, yeah, it's all right. No one's going to read my review, are they? <laughs> That's the so level got... of uh, critiquing you can expect here from the Metacritic approved finger guns. Yeah, it's all right. We're on Metacritic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not for long, uh, Mr. Toby Anderson. What have you been playing this week, sir? Um, I've got a pretty long list of uh, games this week. Um, so if I start with ones I can't talk about, so um, Windbound um, we had for review, which is a survival and crafting game with a lot of sailing in between your survival and your crafting um but i can't talk much about it there'll be a review on the 28th for that one i've been playing um drake hollow for review as well which is another crafting and survival game um that one is all about having a little village that of plant people that you're trying to get all your supplies for um and again review to follow on that one as well and that will be on wednesday so that's 27th i think that one uh i finished coffee talk uh which is really really fun i don't know if i did i say i'd finished it last week i don't know if i was halfway through it last week um but i finished it now so it's um good little version of, of valhalla but i still i still preferred the valhalla one um overall cyberpunkiness definitely agrees with me more uh, as overall i'm getting quite far through persona 5 um so that would be beating the original game now i'm I'm at the point where i've beaten the original game's boss um and i've hit 108 hours now i think i beat him at 103 hours or something so i'm 108 i've still got a semester left 
um, of my Japanese schooling life. And uh, yeah, it's really good. It's really, really good. Um, I, I've, I think I've found in that game pretty much the best story um, of the year in terms of gaming. Um, so I'm really liking that. I've played uh, Shippo, which was another one for review. Um, but I can talk about that one because the review came out today. Um, so that's a little Metroidvania uh, where you collect the eggs of creatures on a strange planet. It's all right. It's not amazing, but it's a pretty interesting sort of thing if it's if you realize that it's only been made by sort of one guy and it's short and sweet and, you know, it, it has this strange thing where you're sort of being a pacifist the whole way through. You don't really attack or blast any enemies in, a, in this Metroidvania. You avoid enemies and turn into them. Um, and then when you get to a boss, you avoid it as much as possible in all sorts of crazy, you know, acrobatic ways um, until it hits a spike or until it manages to shoot itself or all these kind of things. So it's, it's a strangely pacifist game, which I've not really, not really played a Metroidvania like that before. One, you know, there's a few pacifist games around, aren't there? But um, not many in that sort of genre. And then two last ones, um, Spirit Fairer came out this week, which um, I've been waiting for for a long time. That's this uh, management game set on a ferry where you ferry the animal spirits um, from, you know, over their last sort of, their last couple of days as they fulfill things they need to do and uh, final requests and things, make them comfortable and get their food and things like that. It's a little management game. But um, you then ferry them to their, you know, to their final resting place and, and move them on to, to the spirit realm or wherever it is they're going and it's it's kind of poignant and it's it deals with death in a very hands-on manner and it's very you know it's very deep in that respect so it's taking a bit of uh, it's taking a bit out of me that one it's um it's got a long a, a lot to it as well and there's a lot of content um there's like 10 animals and i've only managed even to find about four of them so um that will be keep me going for a while i think and um lastly uh, I, we just got a code through for Innermost, um, which is this little scary atmospheric pixel art horror game, um, which pixel art and horror, you know, it doesn't really work to me, in, in my head, but um, it, it shouldn't really be that scary. It's not very realistic, but this game is something else. It's so scary. It's got such amazing level design, sound design, etc. It's not under embargo because it's already out. It came out a couple of days back. Um, and um, yeah, I'm only a few hours in, but because I've only had it since you know today, but loving the experience so far. It's really can cool. We, uh, can you talk about what your wife did while you were playing? I can. Um, so <laughs> I was uh, I I put the noise cancelling headphones on, and I turned off the lights, closed the curtains because it was the middle of the day. It was my lunch break, and um, we we're working from home, obviously. Anyway, I'm get, getting into it after about half an hour or so, and I just feel this sort of cold breeze on the back of my neck and I'm uh, <laughs> like oh goosebumps <laughs> this game is really scary and then something else blew much harder on my neck and I was like oh my god what's that turned around <laughs> turned around and it was my wife I almost had a heart attack so um does, does um does Meg listen back to this sometimes, sometimes. can we just can, can we just me give, now usually can we just give uh, a Meg a round of applause <laughs> she uh, she's gonna get a scare at some point soon that's for sure like we get each other back for these kind of things on a regular. I love it, Meg. Well done. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic work. So that's a lot. Uh, that's a nice mixture of, uh, yeah, of things. Lots yeah. of different things. Too many survival crafting games. <laughs> Let's just I'm going to have to go anyway, cold turkey on that for a while. Okay. Um, yeah, I do love the look of Spiritfarer. I'm looking forward to yeah. totally jumping in someday. Yeah, it's nice. 
Yeah, it looks great. And finally, uh, Mr. Sean Davies, what have you been playing this week, Zach? Con, unsurprisingly. I've been playing Peaky Blinders Mastermind, which there is a review on the website now. If you like Peaky Blinders, this is a really great tie-in. It's like a little prequel to the TV show. It starts just before the TV show starts in season one. Um, you basically control all of the Peaky Blinders simultaneously, having each character's actions kind of being a dependency on each other's actions. So anything you do with one character affects what you can do with another character. So like you can have Arthur going along and beating people up so that Finn can go and steal the key from somewhere. It's It's a very pleasant game for the most of it it's just a shame that the game really doesn't put any pressure on you to do things quickly or efficiently until the last like couple of levels and those levels are brilliant but the rest of the game just kind of it's a bit meh which is a real shame i've also been playing something called prehistoric dude this is the rubbish psn game of the week um, it's it's a 2D platformer about a guy who's a prehistoric dude trying to find some meat. It's basically a Metroidvania, but really tightly um, designed. So you'll pick up an item in one screen, and the next screen is where you need to use it. It's just there's very little backtracking. It's just a bit pap, really. There'll be a review at some point. Uh, I've been playing Manifold Garden, which is a, a puzzle game, first-person puzzle game all based on Escher's work, which is like, if you don't know Escher's, like the, the stairs that link together and like a never-ending staircase. Um, the waterfall with no source that like starts just from the middle of the air. It's, it's a fascinating game. It is brilliantly designed and there will be a review soon, but it is going to be one of the highest scoring games I've reviewed in quite some time. It's, it's a real treat. And it's available more so now. Than, uh, more so than bowling. <sighs> more so than golf. Mate, so, what is, so there, uh, there is a company out there called Sabek Interactive, and they continually put out crap games. And I continually, to, like, I am the only person reviewing these games on the internet. And I feel like they're just, <laughs> just reviewing, like releasing them just so I can give them a kicking because these games are so crap. Like bowling, golf, um, what was the other one? They've got Hunt and Air Hockey out right now, uh, both of which I've been hovering over the buy button. So next week you can look forward to me just shitting on those two as well. Um, I've been playing something called The Explorer of Night, which came out on Xbox and PC last week, which is like a 2D retro platform. It's kind of like a pacifistic version of Ghouls and Ghosts. It's hardcore and... It's got some really cool art style. It's, it's like mostly black, but with like solid color outlines. Um, but it is quite deeply frustrating at times. So there'll be a review probably uh, today if you're listening to this, because um, I've got most of one written, so I'll have that out soon. I've been playing something called Layer of the Clockwork God. You might have heard of it. Potentially the best indie game of this year. I can't talk about the version that I'm currently playing because it's coming out on consoles and early September, I think it's the 4th of September. Um, but I can tell you about the PC version that I played, which is completely not under embargo, and I really enjoyed it. And I've, <laughs> I've ranted and raved about it for, for you know, six months. It's uh, a very, very interesting game. A brilliant, funny game. And uh, you should look out. We're going to try and interview the makers, Dan and Ben, um, this week. So there might be a special edition of the podcast with the discussion about their game 
Yeah. I've been playing Niche, which is like a genetic survival game. Um, it's like edutainment, I guess what you, what you could call it. It's a game that tries to educate while entertaining, and it does one of those elements really good. But I won't spoil it until I've... <laughs> really good. Good English, Sean. It, it good. <laughs> it good game good. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to preview out for that soon. That comes out in early September too. I've been playing Descenders. Um, mostly because Paul put a review out and uh, on the PS4 version and I just really wanted to play the Xbox version again and I've been having a lot of fun with that. I like it a lot more than Paul does. Let's just say that. Uh, I think it's one of the best BMX games I've ever played. Um, but Paul, you know, I understand a lot of Paul's points in this review um, that it, it can be a bit frustrating when you've got a goal to do to save, to, to like boost your life back up again and it doesn't really give the ability to do so. Uh, we're playing Ghost of Shima still. Um, we're chipping away at that. I'm really trying to stay as a samurai and not be like the ghost of Tsushima. Um, but I'm sucking at it. I've accidentally assassinated somebody now, and that's really upset me because I've got a cutscene saying how much of a shit I am. So, <laughs> a bit, bit disappointed in that. But yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. What have you been playing, Ross? Nice. Um, I have been playing Crackdown 3. What? Yeah, I was playing it on Cloud. It's a game that I have always been quietly interested in and something that I think I could probably get a lot of fun out of. And it turns out I can't. Turns out it's actually really bad. <laughs> and I should have listened to everyone and Metacritic and the whole world when it said, yeah, this isn't good. It's one of those things that I wanted to try. At least you tried. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't understand why it's bad because it's Terry Crews blowing stuff up. And that on paper, that should be an amazing game. But it's just poor. And I don't understand how it took so long to make and come I out so bad. There's also the, the promise of destructive buildings. And then they went, oh, no, no, no. That's just in the co-op mode. Mm. Yeah, so that was disappointing. But I have been uh, eating through the achievements, which has been quite nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't realize that was a thing in Xcloud, but it turns out it is, which is a bonus. Um, I've also been playing a new Super Lucky Style, which uh, came out on PS4 and Xbox One this week. Obviously, the um, the reimagined version of the original game, which was released on Switch a little while back, is now available on Xbox One and PS4. And it's a fun time. It's a just a gloriously happy, jolly platformer. There's nothing particularly amazing about it. There's nothing, you know, you must go out and buy this game about it, but it's just, it's perfectly fine. It is a good platformer. And my review of it is up on the website now. And I've also been playing No Straight Roads, which is a game I've been looking forward to for 18 months. Um, ever since I played it at EGX Resed. And I was like, yeah, this is just, it's going to be my game of the year. Um, I can talk about it, actually, which is quite nice because this, this podcast goes up now after the embargo. And it, whilst it didn't live up to my game of the year expectations that I may have had going into it, uh, in the end, it is still an absolute cracker of a video game. Um, it's absolutely bonkers. It's completely mental. It's hard work. Um, it's kind of a boss fight extravaganza, sort of one after the other after the other. Um, Vinyl City isn't particularly interesting. It's great to look at, but there's not much going on. Um, it's all about those boss fights. It's just one after the other after the other, and it's just relentless and difficult in places, uh, but it's a lot of fun. And the story is great. The, uh, the, the performances of Mayday and Zook, the two main characters are 
really, really great. And the music is spectacular. So, How does the rhythm combat actually work then? It just it, it works as you would expect it to. There's The enemies will bounce or attack on the beat of the music. And you have to kind of attack them off beat. Okay. So as they're attacking, as you kind of follow the one, two, three down, you've got to hit them on those two or threes, essentially. And that's pretty much how it works all the way through. It can get okay. a little repetitive. Uh, <laughs> once, it, as soon as you work out the rhythm, you know, it's just the same thing as like a big boss where you understand their patterns over and over again uh, to beat them. And this is, it's so different to that, really. It's just sets of music. And it's still a, a, a real laugh. It's a really, really fun game. Yeah, it didn't live up to my expectations because I came out of that demo. I remember like Greg was there with me and I was like, that was just awesome. And it still is, but it's, yeah. Can, can confirm, happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It didn't, it didn't live up to a 10 out of 10 for me, but it's still a really, really good time. And if you're looking for something very different and something that isn't being done anywhere else, go for it. Because it kind of reminded me of, I put this in the review actually, it reminded me of like early 2000 Sega like Dreamcast era Sega, it's a combination of, you know, Space Channel 5 and Virtual Fighter. <laughs> so it's got that kind of mixture. Every time I was, as I was like tearing it through Vinyl City, I could think, this just reminds me of Jet Set Radio. And it really gave me those vibes all the way through. And it kind of harkens back to that era. It's kind of a love letter to that kind of era of video games. And if you were part of that era and if you really enjoyed it, then I highly recommend it because it, you, it's going to be right up your street. Woo. And yeah, that's it really. Um, there's no point going into anything else. I've also been playing Fortnite and Animal Crossing and Fall Guys. Got another couple of crowns. Very happy. Nice. So uh, yeah. Okay. I can't put this off any longer, can I? It is time for... I've got to think of a song, haven't I? I've got to think of an 80s song. Um, the Pokemon shit. No, 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 I've got this. Okay, right, I've got this. Ready? Do, do, do. It's quiz time. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be a Pokemon quiz. These Pokemon gonna fuck you up. You're gonna get not at the 10. Pokemon gotta catch them all. Okay, that's enough of that. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. I put the vote out on Twitter. Uh, the Pokemon community, work. it does, it does work because we That's now have exactly the people voted, and we have a quiz all about Pokemon. No, now, Sarah voted. Sarah's got two accounts, remember? Right, yeah, but I'll be honest with you, thirty-two people voted in this. Ooh. Sarah's got thirty-two accounts, remember? Thirty-two sure people listened to our podcast. Thirty-two people voted for this. Oh, voted on the uh, yeah. and, and they voted for a Pokemon. You know, the, the uh, so all I'm saying is, right? Hate people. people? I made this as accessible as a Pokemon quiz as I possibly can. Some of these are purely for other people. I have put some of these specifically in for you guys because I have a feeling you might get the answer. Am I the only one who's happy that it's a Pokemon quiz? Yes. 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 <laughs> you're going to well, walk. I'll, flag, I'll fly that flag. That's, that's, why, that's why Paul's on strike. I'm, I'm, I'm imposing the golf rule. Lowest score wins. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Obviously not. I'm not, I don't know why I asked. Uh, question one. Which actor lends their voice to the titular character in the Detective Pikachu movie? <gasps> I know that one. Say, there you say go. Ti- see? Say, say titular again. Titular. Titular. Wait, <laughs> I, I said titular. It's not as titular. Yes. 
<laughs> just keep agreeing until Greg explodes. <laughs> ah, my, my, my pedantry meter's gone off. <laughs> okay, question one. Which actor lends the voice to Detective Pikachu in the Detective Pikachu movie? <laughs> okay. Question two. Jesse, James, and Meowth are all members of which criminal gang that aim to exploit Pokemon for their own gain? Two for two. Well done. And I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> what? Seriously? Did you never watch the cartoon review. as a kid? I put it in my review that you edited earlier. <laughs> Maybe I need okay. to hear the question again. <laughs> Maybe you need okay. to read my reviews. Question, <laughs> question two. Jesse, James, and Meowth are all members of which criminal gang that are aiming to exploit Pokemon for their own game? Oh, okay. okay. Oh, it's funny because their names sound yeah. like Jesse James. Oh. Yes. Okay, question three. Which Pokemon does Magikarp evolve into? <gasps> question three. Which Pokemon does Magikarp evolve into? Question four. The following is a Pokedex entry for which Pokemon? Its actual appearance is unknown. A scholar who saw what was under its rag was overwhelmed by terror and died from the shock. Bored now. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. Into just. <laughs> Question four. The following is a Pokedex entry for which Pokemon? Its actual appearance is unknown. A scholar who saw what was under its rag was overwhelmed by terror and died from the shock. Yeesh. It's rag. So it's like wearing a rag? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't think which one it is. You'll kick yourself on it, tell you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. Rag. <laughs> like it's wearing a rag on its head or its eyes or something. Ugh, okay. Don't know. Okay, question five. The Pokemon Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan take their names from which two real-world iconic martial artists? <laughs> In question five, the Pokemon Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan take their names from which two real-world iconic martial artists? I mean, that's a complete guess, but I'm kind of hoping I'm on the right track. See, these, the, this is what I want to hear. You're actually engaged, Ross. You, you're I'm not. I'm just going out with the... Rachel. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. Question six. If the Pokemon Porygon is traded while holding an upgrade item, what Pokemon does it evolve into? Yoshimitsu. <laughs> I'm really out on that one as well. Oh, I no didn't idea. know they did. <laughs> question Sean, is, Sean, is, even... Sean is seething right now. No, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Um, question six. If the Pokemon Porygon is traded while holding an upgrade item, what Pokemon does it evolve into? This sounds like you can't say Polygon. I can't well, say that's exactly what they've named it, isn't it? They can't. They're, they're, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just explaining the joke. You know, you yes. know how I do. Yes. Okay. Question six. Oh no. Question seven. Which Pokemon is famous for carrying around a leak? 
Oh. Question seven. Which Pokemon is famous for carrying around a leak? I think I know that, I think but I don't I know, know why. I can picture it now. Um, my clue in my head is it's birdie looking. Well, don't tell us that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking, well, you know, I was saying the same thing about the rag, wasn't I? Yeah, I was just, yeah, true. There's something there, birdie looking in my head, but I can't think what it's called. Okay. Question eight. Name two of the 15 Pokemon that can be acquired via fossils. That's a pearl of a question. Yes. Question eight. Name two of the 15 Pokemon that could be acquired via fossils. <laughs> question nine. You get two points for that last one, sorry. Yes. Well, I've got one. Question nine. Which Pokemon is known to be drawn to Mount Moon because of the shards of meteorites, aka moonstones, that fall there? Who cares that much about Pokemon? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's only the biggest franchise of all time. Literally the biggest franchise of all time. But continue to moon. Alright. <laughs> Question nine. Fucking will. <laughs> Question nine. Which Pokemon is known to be drawn to Mount Moon because of the shards of meteorites, aka moonstones, that fall there? I voted for PlayStation exclusives. Oh, oh voice so actors. I, I want a voice <laughs> actors quiz. Doesn't matter what I want, does it? <laughs> okay, and. Um, finally, question ten, 10. With the exception of Pallet Town. All of the cities in the Kanto region of Pokemon are named after what? Dead authors. I don't know. Yeah, no, no idea. <laughs> no idea at all on that one. Nirvana songs. And I think I do. I'm just throwing that old misdirection in. So question 10. With the exception of Pallet Town, all of the cities in the Kanto region of Pokemon are named after what? Well, that was a lot of fun. I think I got more than I thought I would. Yeah, I think I did all right on that, but uh, it's, yeah. I have a uh, tiebreaker, should we need it? <laughs> I think after last week, I don't think we should do tiebreakers anymore. Oh, man. I had because... to cut out half of that because it just went on forever. What, the... The controversy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. It was a pleasure. What yeah, a treat. Thanks. You're welcome, everybody. Now stop putting it <laughs> to the vote. No, the, you know, the vote will change this time. Obviously, Pokemon will go out. I might just put it between voice actors and PlayStation exclusives because YouTube just won't shut up about those two. So, 
I'm not even going to be very good at voice actors. I just want something other than Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Digimon next week, then. Woohoo! Oh, fuck that. <laughs> what's a, digi- what's yeah, a Digimon? I'll get, get one out of ten for a Digimon <laughs> quiz. Jesus. Ah, oh, poor Digimon. They tried, didn't they? It could be worse. It could be Monster Rancher. Tried and failed. True. True. I'll well, be then. getting about three more rip-off Pokemon things in the next <laughs> month or so. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I think there's something going with the PS5, isn't there? I saw that was in the state of play. Yeah, Temtem. Temtem, that's it. It's not those little biscuit things they eat in Australia. <laughs> this Tim Tams. That's Tim Tams. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Penguins. <laughs> Fake penguins. Well, this time next year, Sean will be giving us a Temtem quiz. For sure. And then, <laughs> you know, soon it'll be a Nexamon quiz, and me and the other two people that won that game will, will be able to answer the questions. <laughs> oh, Lord. Right then, let's move on to some news. And this week was, of course, DC Fandom! where all the DC fans got together and finally heard something about their favorite franchises. And it was a good one for video games because WB Games turned up and finally revealed WB Games Montreal's Batman Arkham Origins follow-up Gotham Knights and Rocksteady dropped a CD trailer for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which is due next gen only in 2022. So I'm going to throw it out to these guys. Uh, Toby, what was your initial impressions of Gotham Knights from WB Montreal? Uh, psyched was my initial reaction. That looks really cool. Uh, I think we played Avengers recently, didn't we? And we weren't all that enthused. And I think watching this, I was like, that is how it should look. That is how you could do a nice dark hero, you know, nice dark superhero game. And I, I, I really liked it. I think they, they started with a lot of story that really hooks me in as well because I like my plots and things. Um, so, you know, the trailer says Batman is supposedly dead. Jim Gordon is supposedly dead. Um, and the Bat family must rise to fill the gap um, that they've left. Um, and they can use the Belfry and some old technology, which I imagine you can probably upgrade and stuff. But basically you get to use the Bat family, which I think I think is really, really kind of cool. Um, they were some of my sort of favorite DLC packs and you know other alternative characters in the last couple of of Batman games. So using Nightwing, Robin, I think Batgirl looks fantastic because she's got Tonfas, which is always the best weapon going. Um, in Soul Calibur, I used to absolutely always use um, the girl who had Tonfas in that Talim because uh, she was absolutely awesome. So I'm um, looking forward to that. There was some great stuff in that um, in that trailer. So you could see um, full camo stealth on on Robin. You could see um, like a stiffened wing bat suit on um, on Batgirl. The nightsticks, as wall running, teleporting, all sorts of really really cool stuff. And the best thing about it is it's co-op as well. So the whole thing's co-op. So I'm going to be playing it probably with my brother or uh, one of you guys if you want to get on there. And it'll be uh, it'll be really fun. I mean, some people are saying you know. It's, it's not a continuation and it's not this and it's not that. And there's lots of, you know, potential downsides to it. But I think Warner Brothers Montreal sort of proved they could handle these things perfectly well um, with Origins. I thought Origins was a really good, you know, part of the Arkham series, although, you know, it's sort of half separate, but it touched on, you know, loads of interesting parts of the Joker and things. I think they did it pretty well. Um, so I'm not worried in that respect at all. Um, and yeah, Court of Owls. We now finally know which game the Court of Owls stuff has all been about for all this time. I watched a couple of videos recently about what on earth the Court of Owls is because my um, keeping up with the Batman comics has left me behind many, many years ago. So I thought I'd check out what on earth that even was. Um, and it's this 
shady bunch of people who run Gotham in the shadows and all that kind of stuff. So I'm gonna I'm looking forward to that. They've got assassins called Talons, which looks like the weird janky guy that comes out at the end of the trailer. And uh, yeah, I think the last the last impression was, and, and I thought I kind of thought Paul was going to be on to talk about it, but that logo um, for Gotham Knights, I, I love that spiky Knights logo. I think it's um, really cool. I'm, I'm psyched, as I said at the beginning. I'm, I'm, I'm liking how DC, and, and this will be a theme across all of the, the things, the movies and the games that we're mm. going to discuss in the next few minutes, is that they're, they actually seem to finally be reinventing a lot of stuff. I think what's cool here is that Batman's dead. So that's reinventing Gotham a bit. You know, you're not using Batman, you're using a different, different set of people and there's no backup from the police. There's no, there's not the original villains, villains necessarily. And that feels fresh. That feels new and stuff. And there's, there's similar things to that, which I'll mention as we go through the other, the other options, because that's what they seem to be doing where, where Marvel have been doing it sort of just automatically as they go through their movies, you know, guardians of the galaxy was very much a refreshing sort of thing. And, um, Black Panther and such. DC have struggled to do it, and I think Joker and Birds of Prey have been, you know, their, their movies reinventing themselves, and they're still carrying that on. And the games now seem to be reinventing themselves because it's been a long time since an Arkham game, um, and they've got two that look very different and very interesting. And I'll leave it there. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I think it looks a lot of fun. A lot. Um, I was more intrigued afterwards than I was going in. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um I we had you know various rumors going around it was going to be a games as a service or online sort of thing like ugh. but yeah it looks like a lot of fun it looks like Arkham DLC which I'm well up for. And it seems to be RPG based. Mm, yeah, I mean, um, saw... which does seem to be the the main sort of you know veering away from from the Arkham games a bit but yeah. Yeah, yeah you saw the uh, um the the level numbers of the enemies above them during the gameplay. Uh, which reminded me a lot of Assassin's Creed and, and the division. I was going to say, mm, yeah, for sure. That, that notion that you can't go into areas yet. Um, yeah. My only worry though, uh, Toby's touched on some really good points. So I don't need to repeat myself on that, but my only worry, and I'm not trying to be like a negative about it. My only worry is that they try and well, make it like a Ubisoft open world game and cram it full of asinine shite to do. That's my only worry that with online like co-op and all that is it just becomes a, a grind and i like the idea that if you can level up each character fine but I, I i don't like this notion that it could possibly turn into these open world things where it's just like oh go and collect 50 pigeons or something i can't be asked for that <laughs> i just want a decent game in the batman universe with the rock steady uh well i know it's wb but the the batman combat that we all love and yeah. you know less batmobile yeah that seems but, to be what they're delivering which is yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what I hope. That's what I really hope they don't, towards the end, go, oh, here's five tiers of pre-order and all that jazz. Oh, uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just me being a jaded cynic, but I really hope that that's a notion, a business model that's died out because they, uh, I'm going a bit sidetracked, but they, they, didn't they single point a guy on Ubisoft that was responsible for a lot of that? And hopefully that should be a notion that's dying out now. I might. Yeah, <laughs> well, we got, uh, we got that stuff to talk about with Ubisoft. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, hopefully that's a business model that's now done away with and we get a decent co-op Batman experience. Hmm. So um, you're on board, Greg? You, look, you thought it looked all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I like that it's an actual gameplay trailer, which is nice. Um, we all know my opinions on what 
what the product is and then what comes out, i.e. watchdogs and such. But yeah, um, to use the phrase I always use, I am cautiously optimistic. I want to be excited about things again, but like, I just don't like the idea of being like, yeah, it's amazing. And then you play it and it's like, yeah, you need to do all the things I've already mentioned. And I'm like, oh, no. I don't <laughs> think I've ever been disappointed by an Arkham game. No, so no, no. They've got a good pedigree. So there's, there's four. Apart from Arkham you know, Knight. Arkham no, I think Knight. I still enjoyed it enough to give it a seven or an eight. Oh, so yeah, it's, it's yeah. still a great game. But it's the just, two like negative say, points would be the Batmobile shite. And <laughs> there was too much there's Batmobile. little bits where it's like, mm, yeah, it's not quite as good as the other ones. But they're still four very, very strong games. And I don't yeah. think they'll drop the ball on this, really. No, no. I think my problem with, with Arkham Knight was like, everyone went, yeah, you want the Batmobile. And they went, all right, here is all the Batmobile in the world. Yeah. It became, <laughs> it became yeah. like Armored Core. And it was a lot my, like that. My most biggest grievance is the Riddler. Those tank battles. Yeah, yeah. And the Riddler God. missions that went from, here's some cryptic clues to his underground race how did the riddler know that batman was going to bring his friggin batmobile because he always brings it man he always uh, brings it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's okay. i remember thinking playing night and i was like it was like you were saying i was like rock said just went oh, you want the batmobile here's the here's all the batmobile you bastards <laughs> just like here's everything. your friggin spy camera um did you did you finish the deathstroke tower missions yeah yeah, yeah. Um, oh, everything. that was a that was an attrition wasn't it no oh, it was horrendous so yeah. Anyway, back to back to um, knights. Yeah, I'm 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 on board. Are we wow. talked about the characters? Yeah, that would yeah, be interesting. Sure. I, I wonder we if like it's going to be. Can we can we spoil Arkham Knight? It's been five years. Yeah. I mean, I, I presume the Red Hood is going to be Jason Todd because it's the Batman yes. family, isn't they, it? They've said it on mm-hmm. um, videos I've watched already. Oh, have they? I've only just seen the trailer, so I don't think they mentioned it. Yeah, the, he's, the, he's wearing the, the same. The... Sorry, go on. Because he's wearing the same attire he's wearing in the Red Hood DLC yeah. for mm-hmm. Arkham Knight. But they've said it's not the same universe, so it's not actually no, no. the Arkham universe. Yeah, that's that's, that's the weird thing for me because like, Mister Freeze looked like the Mister Freeze from Arkham. Mm. Yeah, I guess but they've got. Not... I guess they they have to keep to a, a template of what they look like as a as a placeholder template. So you can't deviate too much from. Well, it's like the Final Fantasy thing from earlier on. You can't deviate too much because everyone will go, "That's not Mister Freeze. That's not the Red Hood." But obviously. Mm. This is why Avengers is looking a bit janky because those characters don't look like how we've come to expect them to look. Yeah, but for it's, 10 years. That's, that's the problem with licensing, though, isn't it? It's the same with yeah. like if you read a Harry Potter book again, you would picture Daniel Radcliffe and Rupert Grint, wouldn't you? It'd yeah, be yeah. Hard not to, so. and, Har- and Harley, I, w- I now picture Margot Robbie, and it's, it's actually jarring when it's not her. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah, so um, I noticed that we've all been quite optimistic about this. So. I'm kind of worried. What's Sean going to say? <laughs> well, this been, is uh, this is muted on this. <laughs> this is why I was sort of left uh, left Sean to share just you with his own thoughts. Uh, Sean, do you want to round up Gotham Knights and then we'll I'm move on to Suicide Squad? <laughs> you've all touched on all the points I wanted to make. I'm I'm very worried about those enemy numbers um, because I just get the feeling that this is going to start. This isn't going to be an open world game. This is going to be a um, push the player to the the place where the enemies are leveled to where you are. This won't be as as free roamy and as exploratory as we hope it will be. This will be the division with Batman skins, and I'm really worried about that. But I'm willing to give it a shot, and um, I'm I'm waiting to see what it turns into. But I just you know as soon as you start adding co-op, um, you know publishers they start to get greedy. You know they want more skins, they want stuff people can buy to show off to their friends and stuff so i'm just i'm more i'm more pessimistic than than and i really wanted this game to be good because um even though it's not an arkham game um 
it's in that you know it's a Batman game, and the characters are great. Like if we are going to play it together, Bagsy Red Hood, because um, like <laughs> that is the fucking best. Um, but you know it's 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 fine. It's great that we're getting a game for these characters that have deserved it for so long. You know because despite the fact that the games have been centralized around Batman for so long, um, the, everything else around Batman has, has progressed on loads. You've got Teen Titans and Robin is like the, the dog's bollocks and Teen Titans go and, you know, Nightwing's been taken off. You know, the Bat family's had loads of really great comics recently. So it's great that they're just, you know, getting rid of Batman. I hope to Christ that they don't halfway through the game go, ah, Batman's actually alive and you've got to find him. I this do is wonder. exactly what I was going to say at the end of this. I, yeah. I'm sure it's a fake out. I just want Batman to be dead. Well, you know, it, looked like, it looked like Jim Gordon was dead too, and that one looked a bit more like realistic because his daughter's there and you're thinking, okay, she'd know at least. I oh, know, it, it wasn't... It wasn't um, yeah, it's, it's not Jim that bad though, is it? Because she's paralyzed. Oh, is it not the right back? No, no, no. The, the, the wheelchair was there in the was trailer it? and she's out of it now. She, she got better? Yeah. The wheelchair I, I, I was in thought, the trailer. I thought the reason why they were saying that the police wouldn't trust the Batman family is because she died. Well, I like think it's that's a, in the trailer. Taken on the. Okay, I need to watch it again. No, I think there's more to it. Like. I think I think she's got the she's got the wheelchair next to her. You don't get better from paralysis. Maybe she's <laughs> using some kind of you know Lucius Fox made leg things. <laughs> hip con, uh, hip constrainer thing. I, I think I think Barbara Doug Gordon is dead in this. Maybe it's a why. different. Maybe it's a different background. Maybe, mm. possibly. Intriguing. We'll see. Um, one last thing I heard was um, just in response to what Sean just said is that the levels, the numbers are supposed to level with you according to one of the gameplay videos. So the guy who was talking over the um, Mister Freeze mission said that the numbers level with you. Yeah, which which is fine, um, but then so, there's no point in having the numbers. Potentially, and I don't know what it necessarily yeah, means no ultimately. But scaling enemies. That's what he said. Uh, th- th- that's probably the case you know like in Assassin's Creed where you go into an area the, the map and it's like this is from 0 to 5 but if you're level 15 it doesn't matter if the level's 0 to 5 the area becomes level 50 yeah it could be that so, exactly yeah so you yeah. know you, it's, it's, it's probably that and that it will just push you where you need to be during the story rather than giving you narrative reasons to be there nice looking forward to it uh, yeah can confirm then you can also play it in complete solo player if you want to and it's coming to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X next year. Uh, no mention on cross-play or cross-gen or anything like that, but, you know, we'll see. Cross-gen, probably. Cross-play, maybe not. And no one uh, mentioned right. the Bat-Bike. The Bat-Bike. Yay! She, she, she rode a Bat-Bike into that mission. That looked so very cool. It did. Yeah, that was a great sequence. All uh, right, let's get on to Suicide Squad. Uh, we saw a lot less of Suicide Squad. Um, that Brocksteady's uh, first game in well, by the time it's released, what will be seven years, something like that. Yep, seven years. Crazy. And yeah, we got a very uh, rather funny, kind of uplifted, kind of Suicide Squad trailer from Rocksteady, who have been known to make very droll, miserable Batman games. <laughs> so this was a a real kind of change of pace for them, and not something I was particularly expecting. We all kind of talked about the rumors about wait, they're gonna. Kill the, no, they can't kill the Justice League. and They can't kill the Justice League. Well, the game's called Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. And Superman is all messed up in the trailer. So it's a next-gen-only game coming to PC, PS5, and I saw Series X only. Due for release in 2022. Um, I'm going to start with Sean on this one. Sean Davies, what did you think of Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League? The trailer was great. 
uh, and doing what it was aimed to do. It told us what we're going to be doing. We're going to be playing as the Suicide Squad and we're going to be killing the Justice League. And it's going to be happy and it's going to be a metropolis and there's going to be lots of banter, which is, which is fine. But I am really worried that they took Rockstar seven years, sorry, Rocksteady seven years to get to, well, sorry, five years to get to this point with another two years to go and we're not seeing any gameplay. I, I've got something must have happened at Rocksteady for this to be the case. And to, well, if you remember, they didn't actually get the Suicide Squad game until 2017 because it was originally being worked on by WB, WB Montreal, who then took it back and decided to do a Gotham Knights game instead. So, why, why did they swap projects? Well, I don't know, but that's, that's the word on the street. Uh, I, I, Maybe that's why we've got two games that are four player co op. <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they swapped and they were like, oh, well, it's the same game now. Oh, is Justice League going to be co-op, is it? Well, there's four... Pla- what I mean is there's four Bat family, there's four um, Justice League members, and it's co-op, and it's open world. They're both very uh, similar in that respect. Yeah, it is multiplayer, but it can be played in single player, and it's got the, uh, the GTA Five switch between character thing. Oh, yeah. So you can play it as the full Suicide Squad in single player if you choose to. Right. Well, why would you? <laughs> it's a good point I mean there is only four of them I'm assuming there'll be more what do you think that has more I mean, characters to it that, that leak was there was like eight of them hmm. um, and what, most of that what about is... Katana she's got a sword that can steal <laughs> I've never seen Suicide Squad and I don't really care to I just know that bit and it's awful yeah I would advise not getting killed by her that's her, it her sword her captures sword the souls, souls of her victims <laughs> yeah yeah could have Inferno who can make fire but didn't Doesn't. in the film yeah yeah we don't want him dlc for the joker <laughs> yeah i've got to talk about the suicide squad movie in a second but yeah they they have a roster of characters that i've just never heard of and it's it's quite far i only really know king shark because of the harley quinn series and i was gonna say i quite like this little pick of four though they, they, look, they look like fun i know king shark was in one of the tv series is because uh david hater voiced him at one point that's all i know about king shark yeah, it's an interesting choice. It's nice that Harley is kind of there. Harley kind I, of is still into it, I suppose. I guess they want to kind of move away from the film a bit. Yeah, well, they've chosen three of the seven from the film. so Yeah, yeah, not fully, because that'll always be the stigma, won't it? Because they are part yeah. of the squad, but I guess they don't want to do a carbon copy of obviously, the film. Obviously, it's been four years since this movie. Was, was King Shark and Boomerang in there? Cause obviously, Boomerang, I'm, I'm, was, Boomerang, was, Boomerang was. Boomerang was. Okay. It was um, Michael, yeah, Joy Courtney. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he was I definitely remember good. Deadshot, because it was obviously Will Smith. But... Was King yeah. Shark there? No. no. Okay. No, there was Killer Croc. He is in the next one. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's with... what this is. This is going to. It's going to be timed alongside the next film, and it's. Yeah. You'd expect for sure. Yeah. It'd be I fools mean, not to. Yeah, it's just all a bit strange, isn't it? I mean, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. Uh, sorry, I'll ask you guys. Uh, Toby, what was your takeaway from? Kill the Justice League. <laughs> Don't you want to do your takeaway, Ross? Nah, fuck it. Yours is, <laughs> yours is going to be far more interesting. Okay, sure. Um, well, I, I think, like, like I was just saying, it's it's, it's another four-player co-op game. I think that's great. So it's that's two Batman co-op games I can play with people, um, and I, I do like that idea. Um, I think Sean's probably right that something something went awry, projects got swapped, whatever happened in the background. It's taken a long time to get this get this done. Um, and you would assume you'd get gameplay by that point. Um, but yeah, th- it's reinvention again. It's in Metropolis instead of being in Gotham, um, which that's interesting. We've not played a game in Metropolis since, you know, 
old school Superman games. There's not been any for in, in Metropolis for a very, very long time. So that's really cool. Um, I think fighting the Justice League sounds great. I think I was raving about, you know, the potential of a Suicide Squad game in a previous podcast that, you know, you could you could have boss fights against, you know, Flash, against um, whoever, you know, all, all the different people, Aquaman, etc. So, you know, some crazy water boss, some crazy a boss where Flash is, you know, far too fast for you to, to hit. I just think it's more interesting than the same basic villains you always get. So you always get Mr. Freeze, which is actually detrimental to that gameplay video. I, I, was, I didn't want to see Mr. Freeze. I've seen him before. But I, the idea of fighting the Justice League sounds really interesting, really fun. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely interested in that. How, I mean, how do, you, how do you kill? Do you have to get, fight against Batman? Do you have to fight against Wonder Woman? Like, you can't beat Wonder Woman. That's just, yeah, it sounds like a crazy set of bosses. If, if, um, the, if the if the leaked list is correct, it's basically everyone you could possibly think of from the Justice <laughs> League, Perfect. plus plus the Red Hood. Perfect. Um, I think it's interesting because it's like the boys um, on Amazon at the moment. You know, it's like hunting down the what is essentially the good guys. We know they we know they're being controlled by you know someone or whatever. They can see their pink eyes and stuff. They're definitely not themselves. But it's um it's a similar sort of idea where you you know you've got the, the good ones are actually not the good ones and, and the people who are a little bit shady are the ones that you're actually rooting for. I quite like it. Um so yeah and King Shark totally with you on um he's awesome because the animated series of Harley Quinn um that's where I know him from and his voice is completely different but um yeah I'm definitely behind him. And that's cool. I yeah, think... if you um, if you haven't watched the DC animated Harley Quinn series, which mm. is like eighteen rated, or and it's on E4, I believe, in in the UK, you just have to because it's absolutely fantastic. It's really really fun, and I just finished it, and it's good, really good. It's great. I hope they get it uh, a third season greenlit yeah. at some point. Yeah, we don't know about third season yet, which would be very sad. No, we don't get one, but it it's proven to be a big success, hopefully. So. Yeah, and again, yeah, that's where I know King Shark. Uh, Greg, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League? Yeah, um, obviously CGI trailer looked good, no gameplay, which is worrying, but conversely, it's Rocksteady, so we should have faith, he says, with a question hmm. mark at the end of it. Yeah. Very, very high-pitched I, faith. Yeah, I know. Faith, I, think, I think I finally... <laughs> um, no, it's the other way, isn't it? Um, train of thought, Toby, you just threw me right off then. Um <laughs> Sorry, I had to cut this out because I just forgot what my sentence was. Sorry, man. Um, yeah, I mean, CGI trailers, they look good, but I'm not sure. But at the same time, I have a bit of faith in Rocksteady to deliver a coherent DC game because they have done in the past. Just copy and paste the same worries that I have for Gotham Knights and that they don't turn it into a boring, bland sandbox game. I hope there is actually decent boss fights, like Toby said, you know, a variety where you take on, like, almost like God of War, where you take on bosses of different scale, not just in the recent Samurai Jack game that I played, where you just fight each boss in a round room and just whack them until they die. So, yeah. I, I'm, I, can't, I, I, I can't see Rocksteady doing that. No, no, that's what I mean. But Imagine, imagine how interesting like some of the bosses were in the original Arkham games. Like, Mr. Freeze comes to mind again yeah that, yeah that especially when you do fantastic. it on um, did you do the the twice nightly mode i can't remember uh, i do, do you, remember it's that like boss. a new game plus mode where it's it's harder right so he like you can't float up because at the start of the fight he actually sprays the ceiling with ice and oh. of course it lowers the i'm gonna get badly wrong on the science but it lowers like the oxygen level so you can't actually glide in the fight 
Right. So it was quite, it was, it was definitely harder the second time around on this uh, new game plus mode. So um, yeah, I mean, in Rocksteady's hands, I think it's got potential to be good. I really want to be proven right on that for once. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. They did confirm that it is also part of the Arkhamverse. Oh, cool. So you so, might see cameos from other famous characters like the Red Hood and all that. Do kind of we shit. think yeah. that um, Met- Metropolis is across the water from Gotham like it oh, is in the DC? No, it's like it is in uh, Batman versus Superman. It's across the bay. I, don't know, I haven't seen it. I watched um, it last night. <laughs> I remember there was a, I think, an audio tape you could find in Arkham Knight that talked about Superman. And yeah, there's some, I think they said Metropolis was nearby, at least. Yeah, because Lex Luthor leaves you some voicemails mm. when you go back to Wayne Tower. Cool. So maybe they'll go with that same idea that it's just across the water. Possible. I mean, what is cool. Lex Luthor's part in all this? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I'm right in saying that's Brainiac, right? Let's yeah. take a look at the justice. Oh, spoilers. Oh, I've gone. If you're a DC fan, you know who that is. Uh, Sean, you, you, you side then. I'm so fucking fed up of Brainiac. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's the bad guy in Injustice. He's the bad guy in Lego DC, you know, Batman. He's the bad guy in this. He was the bad guy in the Lego, you know, DC Online. It's just like, get another bad guy. There's so many others. Stop fucking using Brainiac. So tired. Agreed. Damn. Uh, well, some more good news. Tara Strong is Harley Quinn, which is great news. Because she uh, she nails Harley. Uh, I don't know about everyone else yet, uh, but yeah, nothing else yet on the. Uh, but yeah, there's very little to go on really still at the moment. Uh, just basically, it's single player, switching switching characters or teaming up with friends in multiplayer. 2022 coming to next gen only. Uh, Sean, is next gen only the right call? Do you think it should have been cross gen, or do you think this is the best thing to do? Yeah, uh, I think it's. The, I mean, we're we're gonna see very soon. Um, depending on obviously the pickup for for, ne- for next gen, but games are going to ditch this gen because I don't know if you've seen around the internet, but people are really fucking fed up of developing for like ten year old tech. Yeah, and you know if you if you heard the rumors this week, it looks like Microsoft might be d- ditching the Xbox One version of Halo. Um, mm, not happy with that. That was my plan early, <laughs> er, early next year to get a One S and just play Infinite on that, but it looks like it's not going to happen. Well, you've well. got X Cloud, you know. That's a very good point. Okay, fine. I'm fine. Carry on. <laughs> um, it, you know, it, it, people aren't going to want um, games limited by current gen tech in a year's time. So, yeah, absolutely the best call. It's just a shame it's so far away. It feels yeah. like it's like still miles away, despite the fact that we've waited years just to see it. Yeah, but you want to see more of this game. Obviously, they'll show more of this game before before then. We see some gameplay and, you know, it might... It might turn you around. You never know. Yeah, I was very surprised that we didn't see anything from the the Lord of the Rings game this year. Or Harry Potter. These, or Harry Potter. You know, it's 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 weird. I mean, you weren't going to see that at DC fandom, I suppose, but it just, yeah. Why it would have stuck out a bit there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice that DC have just bought Harry Potter. <laughs> and Harry well, Potter will be in Kill the Justice League. Voldemort is replaced <laughs> by Brainiac going forward. That'd be fun. That'd be a great crossover. Yeah. You know, yeah. A great fighting game too. Oh, Harry yeah, Potter versus Deathstroke. Versus Black Mask. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, right then, let's get into, um, very quickly, we'll get into the various movie things that were announced. Um, I'm going to start with the Batman. Uh, Arpat's first look at him as 
Batman. Uh, Greg, did you see this trailer? I did. What did you think? Very good. It looks like they're going for like, the year one kind of vibe. Yeah, it's in year two, apparently. That's oh, what I hear. Right. <laughs> so yeah, well, it's not... Close. Yeah, they, they were explicitly said that it's not an origin story. Everyone knows it now. No, no, no. I don't think it's going to be origin as such, but it's obviously going to be early Batman days when he's a bit rough yes. around the edges. And Oh, that beat down, though. Oh, my God. I didn't want it to end. It was amazing. And um, according to... I was watching some reactions. The guys over at The Real Rejects, I think I was watching, um, they said that that's the first time that a, a, an on-screen Batman has said, I am vengeance. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, I don't know if anyone can confirm it, but... No. Um, I, I believe you. I know Conroy said it in Arkham Knight, but yeah, like the actual live action on screen Batman has never said that. They just say, I'm Batman. So, you know, there's, there's some deep cuts for the fans in that trailer as well, which is nice. Uh, Toby? Yeah, I'm, I'm really psyched on that one. Very cool. Uh, superb direction. Looks like they've got a director on board who knows what they're doing, like really knows what they're doing, Christopher Nolan style. Um, so that's, that's cool. Um, it's it's got him being a detective, like like Greg says, it's very early early days sort of stuff with the detective. There is some incredible music when the title sequence comes up at the end of that trailer. I want that mm-hmm. piece of music on my Spotify right now. It's very very cool. Um, and yeah, I just I think it's it's like um what I've been reading is it's a new cinematic universe. They're sort of doing a sort of soft reboot. Um, like they did with you know Christopher Nolan's movies, but now they're doing another one because the Batman doesn't really, you know, the, the Batman ones and the Justice League ones and all that kind of stuff, they don't really gel together very well in DC, do they? So um, they're doing a soft reboot there, and it's linked to a prequel TV series, which will cover year one. Um, so Gotham that's PD or something? Gotham PD, yeah, something like that. Yeah. It covers the Gotham yeah, police department in, in year one, basically. Batman will be there every now and again. So... Um, hopefully better than the Gotham TV show, which was good, but wasn't great. But it was, it was all right. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I want it to be about, uh, even better. Um, and yeah, I, I think I just, I got quite psyched for DC after watching all of these trailers. And I went, last night I decided, well, I've got time on my hands. So I'm going to watch a three hour um, Batman versus Superman first time. And I really enjoyed it. It was good. I've had my DC fix now and I'm stoked for, for more, more Batman, more Suicide Squad, more Wonder Woman 1984, all of them. I think mm. Wonder Woman looks, I don't know how many of these you want to go into, but Wonder Woman 84 looks fantastic. It does, like, yeah. Really, really good. Really good. Yeah. I, I mean, even maybe more so than this Batman one, because I haven't seen enough of it yet, but I've seen like four different trailers of Wonder Woman and they all look good. And they've suddenly introduced Cheetah with um, Kristen Wiig and she plays it like, like um, Michelle Pfeiffer almost of yeah, level stuff yeah. it's really cool mm. um so I'm, I'm i'm liking that i love the direction that the um that the lady director does on that pamela something i forget her name patty jenkins patty jenkins that's it um sorry pamela whoever <laughs> patty jenkins um she does some fantastic directing so um that's that's really cool and it goes along the lines again with what i've been saying about this is back to the batman again but reinvention again so they're reinventing him they're starting again they're going to go for a soft reboot it's tying in oh yeah that was the last point i want to make i i see in the trailer there are a lot of people wearing uh or, or face paints with like joker faces yeah and yes. i just wonder if it is a sort of half sequel to joker because uh, matt, matt, matt reeves the director has confirmed that not to be the case ah, well i'm gonna i'm gonna have it as a headcanon in my head um <laughs> because 
they, the riot that happens at the end of Joker essentially is like that, looks like that. And whether you believe it was all in his head or not, or all that kind of mm. stuff, it's, it could just tie straight into Batman suddenly going, well, I'm going to be needed now. There's crazy people around in Gotham, you know? It yeah. could tie into it so well. But that happened the night that uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne were killed, didn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so why not just tie it straight into this new film? I think I think Bruce Wayne was far <laughs> too young in that moment, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, it could be. Uh, I don't think they're tied in at all. Oh yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. So this is twenty yeah. years out of yeah. I'm, I'm twenty years wrong, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Sorry to brush your bubble on that <laughs> <Dang> one. <laughs> <laughs> I am twenty years out from this. Just had to idea. put my uh, put my nerd glasses on there. <sighs> all right, fine. Well, I'll put that head cannon back, back in its place. <laughs> uh, spoilers for the Joker, by the way. Uh, Sean, <laughs> the Batman. If you haven't watched the Joker by now, then it's on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let, let, let's just let's just take this back though, too, because like a lot of people think that the the second half of the Joker is completely symbolic and didn't actually happen. Uh, I said I said it, whether you believe it's in his head or not. Yeah, exactly. So, so may, maybe it's true. <laughs> Bring <laughs> the head cannon back. Um, exactly. Back to the Batman. Um, I'm. Hang on, I'm going to bring Rachel loves Joker, so I'm going to bring her into this. Rachel, do you think? the ending of Joker was in his head or was it real? We're recording a podcast, so... <laughs> real. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Confirmed. We're going real, okay. I, I much prefer the literal take on it than these people. Like, I, Yeah, it's more I, fun if it's real. Yeah, yeah. I like that that's the crazy... Sorry, okay, Batman. <laughs> um, I'm apprehensive because I get the feeling that they're going to try and do the Hush storyline but the Hush storyline needs build and it needs time. And if you know the Hush storyline, you know that the Riddler is, is like an integral part of it. And there is a lot of the Riddler in that trailer. But there's also a lot of Bruce Wayne. And, you know, Bruce Wayne is, is like a big part of Hush too. I'm just, I, re- I, I really want a, a, a cinematic version of Hush but I don't want it to be rushed. And I don't want them to just pick and choose the bits that would fit this first film of a cinematic you know, universe of a reboot. So I just, I hope they aren't doing that. I hope this is either a different Riddler story or it's um, a completely original story. I just hope they're not going to try and rush, hush. Hush, <laughs> hush. Um, That's what you were waiting for, wasn't it? You were trying to get that in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was going to make that joke, but I thought I don't want to steal Sean's thunder. <laughs> um, and that, that's just my... I, I hope that it isn't. I hope I, I can get, be as excited as everyone else. I just, I just really wanted Hush to eventually come to the cinema and done the right way. And I don't feel like this is the right way. The tone and the look of the film, I'm absolutely on board with. I just hope they aren't going to rush something that I, I personally is really dear to my heart. It was like one of the first comics I really, really got into. And I just don't want that to be pissed up the wall just to start a new cinematic universe. What if it's a three or four hour movie, just like the Snyder Cut is going to be? Oh, and fuck, uh, you, get the the Snyder Cut. you get all the setup you want then, John. Four hours? <laughs> nope. Uh, Still not enough. <laughs> right. Let's finally, yeah, we're t- very quickly because we talked about it before on the podcast. Let's talk about the trailer for the Snyder Cup. Does anyone give a shit? I'm, I'm more into it now than I was before because yeah, I just but... watched um, Superman versus Batman. Did you um, watch the, so... the, the Ultimate edition of that or the vanilla yes. version? No, Ultimate. Okay, I've heard the Ultimate is better, but it's still crap. 
<laughs> it wasn't the best movie ever, but I still enjoyed it. It was good fun for an evening. Um, but I'm psyched to go straight into the Snyder Cut because I haven't seen Justice League. No, I haven't seen the Joss Whedon right. shitty version that supposedly everyone hates. Uh, so I'm going to go in nice and clean with this, you know, epic Snyder version. Epic Snyder. Forward, epic Snyder. Epic and Zack Snyder do not go together. What? <laughs> Zack Snyder is Dawn an abs- of the Dead was awesome. Yeah, I know. But 300 what else, is epic. So what, else, what else has he done? Sucker Punch? 300 is Watch, epic. The Watchmen. Fuck. The TV I series. Like Watchmen. Watchmen I think better. the Watchmen TV series was better. Yeah, it was. I haven't seen it. But yeah, as far as adaptations good. go, the Watchmen was good. Uh, the Dawn of the Dead was good, apart from running zombies. Oh, Greg, I didn't see you watching four hours of the Justice League, to be honest. I haven't seen the normal version of the Justice League. Same. I haven't seen mm. any DC movie since... Well, I was going to say since um, Dark Knight Rises, but I have seen Joker. Yeah. Uh, Sean, I mean, there's no there's no confirm yet how we're getting it in the UK. It's going to HBO Max in America in four separate chunks and then in one massive four-hour movie. How would you prefer to watch four hours of a Zack Snyder Justice League movie? Or uh, not at all? In, in, in a drunken stupor, <laughs> after having drank three litres of whiskey as I prepare <laughs> to consume the biggest pile of shit <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know how he expects to be able to create a, a good movie by just putting the fucking deleted scenes in. It's it's the same fucking shit story. Anyway, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't need a cyborg origin. I don't need all of the fucking, you know, I don't need Wonder Woman turning up to see where the fucking arrow landed. I don't need any of that garbage. It's still a bad story because you've got a bad villain and a bad MacGuffin. So there's no point in the film. Yep. I don't want it. I don't, <laughs> they, you know, they can put it on whatever streaming service and make it 12 fucking hours long and I still will never touch it. I, I hope that everyone that wants it gets out of it what they want. Was but it I'm, worse than Batman versus Superman? Oh, yeah. Okay. Which in itself is worse than Suicide Squad. Yeah. Which, um, is, you know, which is a terrible movie. No. Mm, <laughs> I think it's better than Suicide Squad, but not much. But a yeah, it was a really bad time for DC in those, those those few years. Jesus, Aquaman was even worse. I I actually just turned to Aquaman off. Oh, Aquaman was a, a bit of fun, wasn't it? Just and such such bad CGI. I watched the, it's the um what, the bit right at the beginning when um he's having a fight in his house with some people and and uh, Nicole Kidman's in there. That fight was such a CGI'd mess that I was just like, right, um, this doesn't get much better in the next five minutes. I'm out. Oh, well, you're going to love Justice League. Yeah, well, maybe. But I sat through the whole three hours of the ultimate edition of Batman vs. Superman last night. Wait till till you see Darkseid. Right, uh, let's move on to uh, the PS5 DualSense features that have been revealed. Um, There's a few cool uh, things. I'm not going to go through them all because time is getting on. But there are some cool things. And something that came out yesterday as well, which I wanted to touch on, which we might have missed, actually, if we did the podcast yesterday. Um, the PlayStation 5 controller, which is the DualSense, might be able to tell whenever someone picks it up. More specifically, it will be able to tell who picks it up. Which will it, is, will it scream um, if you're not the registered PS5 owner? The DualSense will have one or more sensors throughout it. Whenever someone picks the controller up, these sensors will transmit tele- telemetry data. Telemetry, sorry, telemetry data to the PS5, allowing it to identify the person holding the controller. Hmm. Does it jab you and take your blood? Apparently so. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> um, there's various uh, cool things that have been announced this week alongside that. Triggers will jam your guns in uh, Deathloop, um, which is uh, pretty pretty dope. 
There's breaking. We'll film more precise in GT7. <laughs> Great. I guess that's something. Um, and battery life is going to get totally halved. Yeah. Yeah. And it's already pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, traversing different terrain will feel different in Bug Snacks and Astro's Playroom. Hooray! <laughs> and combat I, need, will... I need that terrain feel in Bug Snacks. That's <laughs> what I need. Yeah, that's what that's what we're there for. We're there for the, <laughs> totally. for the terrain. And combat apparently will feel feel more immersive in Demon Souls. Um, so <laughs> I like to think of Demon Souls. The pad just punches you. <laughs> Do you remember those those awful Mega Drive backpacks, the force feedback backpacks? Hmm. What were they called? Not the Eliminator. That Rumble was the gun. Packs. No, no, it was like a it was like a strap-on tactical vest. But the back of it used to have have um, off-kilter mo- like 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 vibration motors in controllers, and you could turn up the intensity. So it was like when you play Street Fighter, you'll feel every blow. And like on a two or three, it was like being hit with a with a PS4 like rumble in the back. And then by ten, it was just like. Bam, right in the spine. Bam, right in the kidneys. <laughs> what you need is one of those electrifying muscle belts, you know, that people wear to, to electrify <laughs> like, their stomachs. But like you wear therapy. Get, every it? time every... you get punched, you get electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ow, everyone... Oh, my stomach muscles. Have, oh, God. You'll have everyone with weak bladders suing uh, Sony. <laughs> no, that'd be yeah. like immersion therapy. It would train you not to get hit. I mean, was there anything... Um, I'm going to throw this one to uh, Mr. Davies. Was there anything out there that that stood out to you that made, made you go, wow, developers might actually take advantage of this outside of the launch window. Um, yeah, I, I get the feeling that this might be something that hangs around. The same as Nintendo Switch's vibrations have. You know, the, the, the haptic feedback from the, the Joy-Cons are brilliant, you know? Even just when like going through a menu or you, know, get, you get low health on a, on a game and the controls start to you know, beep along to the heartbeat or whatever. Um, there's there's stuff there that can be used throughout this this lifetime and and while i imagine a lot of cross gen cross platform games will be able to make the most out of it i think you know when you think about maybe uh like horizon having tension in the the triggers depending on how tight you pull the string or whatever on the bow and you, you look at the the stuff that they're putting into ratchet and clank where you've got a, a double barrel gun and you'll be able to pull the trigger halfway until you feel tension. But if you want to fire both barrels of the gun, you can go through the tension and fire both barrels simultaneously. That's like game changing. A controller which is be able to like enables enables different types of inputs with triggers. It's it's a fascinating setup, and I am very much looking forward to seeing what developers do with it because this might not just go you know as like a nice fancy feature, and it might not just stick around for for launch. This might be something that's generational mm, i mean these cool things do get added to consoles don't they? i mean we had like the vmu which wasn't really used that much outside of sega we had connect the microsoft champion but no one else really did and we had the touchpad on the ps4 which was used for maybe a couple of years but then people just used it as their options button or the map button um i don't know is there anything exciting about this that makes you th- want to use it i don't know It'll be will it, will it be fun once and then will it just be irritating? Will, will it just be go back to we just want a controller in our hand playing video games? Well, that's the that's the great thing about this controller because it still is a controller. You know, this isn't like trying to revolutionize. This isn't like reinventing the wheel. This is just a controller with better inputs. And you know, this is where most most new things fail because it's it's small incremental steps, and that's what gamers like. You know, 
if you look at the Xbox One now, this is exactly what Microsoft promised at the start of the Xbox One generation. When they announced it at the time, everyone went, oh, fuck off, we're having that. And now we've got it. And no one cares. So it's like small incremental steps towards a better, like a better feeling towards games. And yeah, I'm, I'm on board with this. I think, you know, if I, I get the feeling that it's going to just take the light bar in the DualShock 4, for example. Yeah. Not everybody makes use of that. But if you're playing um, Grand Theft Auto and you're followed by the police and you're sitting in your room in the dark, the red and blue lights coming through the controller just fucking changed the game. Like Alien Isolation. Mm. Yeah. The heartbeats with the light and the gamepad terrifying you know these these are more immersive experiences on playstation because of those things because of the light bar so it's just small things like that which which you know they're not going to completely you know revolutionize the way we play games but they will make it just a touch more immersive so yeah it could be cool yeah um i got some breaking news re full guys um they've just done a big update for today and Greg, good news. You can now invert your X, Y axis. I've deleted four guys. <laughs> I don't give a shit if I can look down, press down to look up anymore. I love Greg's responses to some of these things. Oh, uh, just... I, haven't, I haven't got the... I know you're trying to bring joy to my, to my day, but four guys is just the epitome of annoying. But so the, 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 the one thing you had an issue with is that one fixed. I know. I know. No, that, that's the one major issue, but the game itself can go suck an exhaust. Oh, man. I just love the fact that Greg gets uppity when he gets Jesus beaten Christ. by eight-year-olds on video games. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I just haven't got enough time in the day. It's, no, it's not that. I just haven't got the best stop. It's yeah. not that. It's definitely it's not, not that. that. Okay, guys, okay? <laughs> it's one of those reasons. Here's a five-minute reason why it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Uh, well, Why I we thought. You again? I thought. <laughs> I thought. I thought I'd make you happy there, but it, no, it's, a, it's a very nice feature, and I might download it again in the future. But that game just annoys the hell out of me. And it's not even. Uh, I I haven't won a game. That's why. And I'm like, oh fuck it! I've got the perseverance to get good at it. Okay. Too many games to review because we're on Metacritic. Never mind then. Anyway, don't um, be like that. Well, I was just I was just I was just trying try and bright your life. At least you tried. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Greg, did you have any thoughts on haptic feedback? No, I didn't think so. <laughs> uh, um, it's, it's 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 a novelty, but like Sean's going, oh, the light bar is amazing, and it's but I'm like dim. It's just it's I would I I want to sit down and play games with a controller that doesn't flatter my hands if I get punched too hard in Demon Souls. Um, I I actually find myself turning the vibration off in games now, especially the Xbox vibration. At least you can say with the PS4 pad, they're a bit more um catered to different scales of vibration the xbox you get the slightest hit and it's gonna take off like a bloody gyro helicopter <laughs> it's fucking brilliant that is the xbox <laughs> controller is mental it's brilliant isn't it? it's just like uh it doesn't i'm gonna crash into this barrier and in in <laughs> i can hear my kids playing on the xbox over the tv <laughs> considering considering they touted this whole varying degrees of haptic feedback the xbox controller is insane it just, yeah, you'd be playing something and it's like, oh, I've just dinged my car on a Oops, shit, okay. Yeah. So, um, no, I just want to sit and relax, not get uh, RSI from playing stuff. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Toby, you want to round us up? I really can't add anything else to what Greg just said. Um, okay. I think that's absolutely it. <laughs> All right, then. Um, 
let's uh, finish off then with Ubisoft. They had a fun announcement today. Mr. Greg Kicks brought this one to our attention. Um, Xbox owners who purchase the collector's edition of Ubisoft's biggest upcoming titles will not receive a physical copy of the game. Uh, this is uh, from James Batchelor over at GameIndustry.biz. Um, the decision was noted in an update on Ubisoft's support site, clarifying that pre-ordered collector's editions of Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Watch Dogs at Legion and Far Cry 6 will instead come with a digital game key for a download copy. The, pub- the publisher emphasizes this will not affect the PlayStation versions of the same products. Uh, Ubisoft has given no reason for the change, but confirmed to Polygon it will not affect customers in North American markets. Uh, both the Assassin's Creed and Far Cry editions cost £200 each, whilst Watch Dogs cost £190. Uh, so, uh, Greg, why did this uh, grind your gears so earlier today? Well, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it before on the podcast, but I like physically owning games. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So the idea, I mean, Watch Dogs, prime example, I spent 90 quid on the first Watch Dogs edition that came with the Aiden Pierce statue and the game was a bit guff. So I traded it in. I would be more annoyed if I spent 90 quid on that and then I couldn't trade it in because I'd use the code and no one's going to want to buy just the, 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 the gubbins that come with it. So imagine if I spent 200 quid on Valhalla and I went, oh, it's that same old boring, wanky Ubisoft open world shite that we've been force fed for the last five years. I don't like this game. I may not get 200 pounds back on it, but I would like to trade it in. Obviously, current you know, world situation notwithstanding. And to find out that I can't, I would be absolutely fuming. I mean, I wouldn't buy it on the Xbox anyway, but that's beside the point. But you imagine if you're in that scenario or you go, yeah, I spent a lot of money on this. I might gift it to a friend or, you know, like, or try and sell it onto a friend and then you can't. That's just, it's so stupid. And I mean, Sean is going to contradict me and give the reason why. And I know it's a very good point that he, he mentioned in the Slack earlier, but it's just, it seems so stupid to A, alienate one console and B, to, to do that to people. What if you don't know this? What if you don't if you don't realize that? And you, you buy that from a store, a store doesn't tell you, and then you get home and you're like, where's my fucking game? Oh, it's a code. Oh, shit, I've redeemed it and I don't like this game. Or even if, even if you haven't used the code, how can they verify that? So if you take it back to the store and go, I've spent 200 quid on this, I'm pissed off there's a code in it, and they go, well, I don't know if you've redeemed that or not. I mean, they may have a way of checking in store, but most stores aren't going to do that. They'll be like, well, tough. You've basically bought a fancy boxed version of a printed code for a game it's interesting it's... wasn't there a period where um physical like these big fancy collector's editions didn't come with the game at all um they don't come with season passes usually wasn't there there was there were certain games that was like well no you have to buy the game separately this is just oh, you know, like, yeah, the hardest was... of hardcore. i can't remember off the top of my head i mean yeah, the last start of this generation uh, okay the, well the last the last ones i've bought i don't really spend a lot of money on Super deluxe ones. Now, the last ones I really bought that were collector's editions were the Metal Gear Five, um, the one with the hand, which is cool, um, and Dishonored Two because it came with a mask, and those both came with steelbook versions of the games. So I, I can't think of any off the top of my head that didn't come with it. But I mean that that that's like the limited run games thing, isn't it? That's the idea of you can buy the game digitally, but you can buy all this extra if you want to, and that is the hardcore of hardcore kind of things. Yeah. But with AAA titles, you associate a deluxe collector edition. I mean, I think it's bullshit. A lot of them don't come with season passes anyway, but we won't go down that road. But the notion of uh, like dropping 200 quid on a game to have a once, like a single use code is, uh, it's just, 
it's greed. It's just, well, it's not greed because you're still paying the same amount that you would anyway, but that's the problem. You're paying the same amount and you're getting 20% less of the physical attraction to buying a collector's edition. Yeah. And breathe. Uh, Toby? I'm with Greg on that one. I what? Think that, yeah, for once today. <laughs> um, I think that, yeah, you should get a physical version. If, if I'm going to, I never buy these collector's, collector's editions anyway, but if I did and I didn't get the game itself, yeah, I'd be well hacked off. I just think this is ridiculous. I think it's a stupid, stupid idea. You should get, like, if you're going to just get codes and I paid 200 quid, I should get five codes, not not one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, not, yeah. That's just, I, you know, I should be able to give them to my mates. There's such a lot of money that I've spent on it. I should get more, not less. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, how are they going to have nice steelbook uh, covers when there's no disc? How are they going to have, you know, beautiful editions of the game itself? Nope, none of that. You're going to get a poster now, I think, and, and, your, and your little digital code cardboard. It's, um, it's sad, really. Mm. Um, and it, it does, the only thing I'd add is it smacks of Xbox. Um, and I know Sean's got a reason for that, but it's, um, it, it smacks of Xbox's um, drive to being more and more digital, more and more online, more subscription, more, all of these things they're trying to go towards. It's definitely in line with their business practice. Um, so I'm not surprised by it. I'm just, and you know, obviously PlayStation isn't going that way yet. So that's why PlayStation has the, um, has, you know, still keeps them. Um, but yeah, I know no Sean's got a reason, which I've forgotten what the reason was, but I'm sure you'll tell us. Um, the knowledge, why are Microsoft letting this happen? So Microsoft have a policy that um, they won't allow physical games to be on the system unless there are more than 250,000 of them created. But it's Assassin's uh, Creed, though. It will surely. Yeah. So, so the the, the problem with this is yeah, two hundred fifty thousand collectors' editions. That's that's the difference. So, uh, can they not, well, what what normally happens? Yeah, yeah is the discs the discs are printed, they put in a box, and then the create the collectors' editions are then. That's what st- I was thinking. Yeah, taken somewhere else and put inside a box with the rest of the crap. Yeah. Whereas, um, you know, in this instance, and it looks like that Ubisoft have taken the thing to say, okay. For for Microsoft's version, we have to do this extra step, which is just a total pain in the arse. Let's just not do it. And what's weird, I, I think they're still including the Steelbook within the Xbox version. That, that just smacks of, take, of insult, really. It's taking the piss, yeah. You spent 200 quid for box, an empty but box. No disc. It's like the Zelda chesting. Da, 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 fuck <laughs> you. I'd get it and I'd be like, I, I think, I, oh, something's gone wrong here. I would have, you know, where's my disc? Yeah. So I, it, it's, the, you know, Microsoft have got a reason. Um, they, you know, Microsoft, Microsoft have got this policy. Um, Ubisoft have got a reason for trying to avoid, you, you know, having to create 250,000 special editions for Assassin's Creed Valhalla because they're never going to sell that many. Yeah. Um, but you know it's it's just the way it is Microsoft have been doing this this entire generation and that's why we don't have many limited run Xbox games it's why we don't have you know you see games indie games wonder. coming out with like 20,000 limited run for PS4 for Nintendo Switch but you just don't see them on Xbox hmm. um, and to be fair you know it, the difference is made up with the fact that Xbox chuck money at digital indies all over the place so you know it's just a shame that Microsoft can't get over that hump. Whatever, the, whatever's going on there, they just can't get over it. 
And that's why we're getting a digital version. Yeah, interesting. I mean, if you are the kind of people that spend £200 on special editions just to get a statue or a soundtrack or something like that, then yeah, I think you'd want a physical copy of the game for sure. Of course you would, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a bit shit as well because these these statues that come with the collector's edition, people collect these. There are a lot of collectors because they've been doing it since the original. And you, you see people with like, you know, all 18 statues you know, lined up on shelves and stuff. And it's a bit shit that they've started to do this to this particular series now, given the, the lineage that it's had and the exact same content within the pack for so long. Yeah, exactly. Like like, like we said, if it was a, a niche indie game and they were doing it, like, oh, here's a companion piece. Like, like say, Hyperlight Drifter. That had the uh, the SNES carts that don't work. I mean, they're just a mock-up SNES thing. Um, you know, if they released a, an edition of that with, like, a non working game and a statue of the drifter then that would be like oh here is a companion piece to your game you've already bought which is a digital game fury did it with the the stranger i believe there's a statue you can get but like you said of an established franchise that has had i don't know we'll we'll round up and say 15 main entries that have all had statues and with the game and now it's like oh yeah you're just basically buying uh, a kai arts toy you know for that for that price you're buying a, a kai arts figurine yeah that doesn't move why is it specific to Ubisoft? Because there's a... Sorry, there's you a, came in really loud then. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> Why is it uh, specific to Ubisoft? Because there's a great big um, cyberpunk collector's edition which is coming well, with physical look, discs. I think you've answered your own question there. You look at CD, CDPR, who are forever giving, and then you've got Ubisoft who sit there and rub their hands together all day and go, yes. It's just, okay there you go <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's ubisoft greed isn't it it's just this idea that ah well people will buy digital and then they'll fork out 200 quid for the uh sorry no they won't scratch that they're, they're going to get digital with their um with their copies aren't they Blah. i was thinking of my last point um so like that again it's because they're gonna they know people are gonna want to buy it because like sean said they're gonna want to carry on their their statue thing so they can get away with it you know if you're one of these people that's collected them for the last 15 entries you Chances are you're going to buy this one. Yeah. And it's, it's a case of like it or lump it or buy the PS4 version, you know. There's, there's an additional cost with putting that disc in a special edition box. Yeah. And some publishers will take that additional cost and some won't. Ubisoft are one of the ones that aren't. <laughs> They're probably mm. saving money now because of all the shit they've had the last few months. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't they just announced um, free DLC for uh, Cyberpunk? Yeah. Everyone's yep. going, and everyone's going. Yeah, well, they did that with The Witcher, and it's like, yes, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah it's you're good. Very lucky. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Following on from what we were talking about last week, Xbox have also now sided with Epic Games against Apple in regards to their Fortnite practices, yeah. um, probably as a way to try and get XCloud on iOS devices. But uh, yeah, I won't go into it. Just uh, something else I read earlier. We get into sometimes. Just want to say, I just saw a wild rumor today that Microsoft are going to buy Epic. What? <laughs> and this is, I think it was just kind of one wild fanboy had kind of spread it around to all his pals and made it trend for half an hour. But this one guy was like, well, it's obvious that Microsoft's going to buy Epic now. They've sided with them in this lawsuit and everyone was like, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anyone could, but hmm. yeah. we'll see on that one. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, right then, let's get to the quiz answers. Good okay, lord. Let me do this. Oh, my phone's frozen. Two seconds. Okay. Question one. Which actor lends their voice to the titular 
character in the <laughs> Pikachu movie. Um, Roscoe, you're going to know this one. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is correct. Well done. Yay. Question two, Jesse, James, and Meowth are all members of which criminal gang that aim to exploit Pokemon for their own gain? Greg? Team Rocket. Team Rocket is correct. Well done. Uh, question three, which Pokemon does Magikarp evolve into? Uh, Toby? Uh, Gyarados. Gyarados is correct. Uh, question four, the following is a Pokedex entry for which Pokemon? Its actual appearance is unknown. A scholar who saw what was under its rag was overwhelmed by terror and died from the shock. Um, I'm going to tell you, this was Mimikyu. <laughs> As in the, the one that looks like uh, Pikachu, but like hastily drawn onto a piece of paper. As in Mimikyu. Oh, he wears a rag uh, like Pikachu, doesn't he? Uh, yes. I, I, I'd written Mew rag. Do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, that's a Scottish name, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man. He looks like a zombie version of Pikachu. Yeah. yeah. His little weird spinny eyes thingy. Uh, I don't like that. Uh, yeah, it's freaky one. So Mewag um, wasn't right, okay. Close, so close. <laughs> <laughs> Just to confirm, okay, uh, that was incorrect. <laughs> question five, uh, the Pokemon Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan take their names from which two real-world iconic martial artists? Roscoe? Oh, God. Uh, Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan? Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan is correct. Ah! Two points? Uh, yeah, two points. Oh, sweet. Question six, if the Pokemon Porygon is traded while holding an upgrade item, what Pokemon does it devolve into, Greg? Nelson Mandela. <laughs> is anyone got an answer for this? No. No? No. Okay, the answer is Porygon 2. Fuck off. Is it Porygon yeah. squared? <laughs> <laughs> Porygon 2, yeah. Um, so, question seven, which Pokemon is famous God, they could for? all be named like that. Uh, yeah, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> Charizard 2, that'll do. Yep. <laughs> Charmander 2. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to correct the quiz master there, but... Uh, which, which Pokemon is famous for carrying around a leak? Uh, Greg, have you got something for this? Is it... Oh, I've got to murder the name. Is it Psyduck? No. Sorry. <laughs> Greg? Uh, sorry, Toby? Uh, it's a... Pigeon looking thing, and I think it's called Farfetch. Farfetched is correct. Balls. Yes. I'd also take Surfetched, um, which is the evolution. Yeah. Oh, fuck knows. No, Side <laughs> runs around with a migraine, doesn't it? Yeah, and explodes yeah. when it gets And explodes, yeah. yeah. Going sigh. Balls. Everything. Um, what was the next question? Question eight Name two of the 15 Pokemon that can be acquired via fossils. Uh, so I'll just tell you these it's Kabuto, Omanite, Aerodactyl. Anorith, Lalip, Shieldum, Kradios, uh, Tatuga, Archon, Tyrant, Amara, Dracozolt, Arcozolt, Dracovish, and Arctovish. <laughs> so if you've got two a... of them, I yes, even, sorry. don't even recognize 10 of them. Uh, okay, well, the, lo- the I last remember, four... I, didn't, I didn't write them down. I remember Kabuto and Omanite, but only because you just said them, so I got none for that. Oh. Yeah, what about Onyx? Was he not? No, he's no, a rock dragon. He's a rock one. Oh, fuck. I put Onyx. That's a shame. <sighs> I got Kabuto, though. Well done. Um, question nine. Which Pokemon is known to be drawn to Mount Moon because of the shards of meteorites, a.k.a. Moonstones, that are fall there? Uh, Roscoe? Pass. Toby? I've gone for Jigglypuff. Oof. 
So is it, or is it Chansey? No, it's Clefairy. Oh, I was going to... Clefairy? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> they all look <laughs> the same, those three. Yes, of course, yeah. All pink and cuddly. They all just look like Kirby. They all just look like Kirby. Um, were you, you going to say that, Greg? I was going to say Clefairy off the back of Toby's wrong answer, but do I get that or not? <laughs> Well, Depends how much you I need it. I didn't, I, didn't write, I didn't write anything down, but Toby says it and you said no. And I was going to say, is it Clefairy? Those but you started talking. Games. So what? So I didn't write it down. I was picturing so... all these pink Pokemon and thinking it's got to be one of them. No, hang on, just, well, you could have spent, by, by that logic, you could have spent the entire podcast looking Casting for the answer. About an answer. That's yeah. the way that Paul gets like 10 out of 10. He just waits <laughs> until somebody says the answer and then goes, no, I have, yes! I have, all right, I won't, I won't take that one then. <laughs> I won't take that one then. Okay, I was going to uh, say as a as a guess on off the back of Toby's fail, but all right, I won't have that. All right. Uh, okay. Question ten, with the exception of Pallet Town, all of the cities in the Kanto region of Pokemon are named after what? Um, Ross, I've got I've got an answer for this. Go on, Toby. Is it colours? Colours is correct because it's Viridian and Vermilion and things and like that. Lavender, lavender, and indigo. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Okay, if you wouldn't mind tossing up your answers, I've just got to Google the. Um, I've just ordered a takeaway, so I need to. to... <laughs> That's far more important. You do that. I need to reorder um, my re- research for the tiebreaker, just in case. Um, okay, Greg, what have you got? I'm not allowed the Clefairy one, am I? No. No. Yeah. Fine. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six. Toby? Eight. Wow. Ross, can you beat eight? <laughs> <laughs> I got five. That's not oh, bad. I win. It's not six, though, is it? Well done, Toby. Yay! Told you I like Pokemon. Yeah, can we can we talk about how how this was a Pokemon quiz and you all got five or more? You all got fifty percent of these right <laughs> after <laughs> all that no, moaning. Some, there, there were t- uh, two of them had two two points, didn't they? Don't, 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 Toby, don't 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 do that, Toby. Important thing is you tried. That twelve, well wasn't it? <laughs> Uh, it was. It was. Uh, I think it was fourteen at the end. Oh, yeah, twelve. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, twelve. But yeah, you know, th- that's that's a good effort, and at least now the listeners will get off our backs, um, and we can we can enjoy a, a voice. Well done, well. listeners. I I like Pokemon quizzes. That's it. Toby, Toby's taken taken a win. Obviously, felt sorry for you. <laughs> that's what everyone's like. I'll, I'll put up some more topics um, <laughs> for the podcast on Twitter. So if you if you want to go and vote, go to our Twitter and we'll, we'll find out some topics for next time. Yeah, thank you very much, Sean. A pleasure as always. Congratulations, Toby. Thank you. What a treat. <laughs> I'm actually quite happy with the five. I didn't think I'd get that many at all. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, right then, we'll finish off with out this week and out this week. It's quite a bumper week. So August 25th, we have Street Power Soccer coming to Xbox One and PS4. We have no... Uh, it's uh, uh, the power <laughs> of street soccer. Sweet. Uh, no Straight Roads is coming to PS4 and PC tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this on the day it goes up. It's there, and my review is live on the website, so go and check it out. Uh, Vader Immortal, the Star Wars VR game, is coming to PSVR uh, today as well. And Kandagawa Jet Girls is coming to PC and PS4. Why haven't we got a code for that? Uh, <laughs> sounds like a Paul Collett joint all over. Um, Sense, a cyberpunk ghost story, is coming out on August 25th on PC. Descenders is finally making its way to PS4 on August 25th as well. So go and check out Paul's review of that on the website right now. Um, August 26th sees the release of a very interesting game called The Suicide of Rachel Fuster, which um, I'm rather looking forward to. Um, you can have a little read up about that on the website, which is a little piece I did last week about it. 
check it out. Uh, Sheepo is out on August 26th. Uh, there's going to be a review. Actually, there is, isn't there? It's already up. It's up. Yep. Go and read Toby's review of Sheepo on uh, on the website. It's a PC game coming out on August 26th. Um, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles 5 or S Remastered Edition is coming to Switch. <laughs> it's, for, it's a long title. I'm not going to read it all. Um, a game called Struggling is coming to Switch on August 27th. Uh, August 27th also sees the release of Tell Me Why from the guys that made Life is Strange. That's coming to Xbox Game Pass, I believe, and uh, PS4 and PC. So look out for that. It looks very interesting. A Sean Davies joint, if I've ever seen one before. I have it pre-installed, ready to go. Yeah, you do. I knew you would. Thank you. Um, and another game that uh, Sean's been very hyped about, August 27th, Hypnospace Outlaw is coming to consoles, finally, from uh, No More Robots. Can, can, guys. It's, it's not No More Robots. Can we talk about who's publishing this? You know, all, all of these shitty PSN games that I've been reviewing come from Ratalika. Yeah. Ratalika are publishing Hypnospace Outlawed uh, on consoles. What? I know. What a big step up. Well done, guys. Hey, well done. Wow, they must have done some under-the-table deal for that one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so to simulate it, 2 is coming to PC August 27th. Gear Club Unlimited 2, Tracks Edition is coming to Switch. Hey, there's an actual racing game coming out on the Switch. How about that? Uh, Moon. On Switch is coming August 27th. August 28th sees Death End Request 2 come out on PS4. Windbound is coming to PC and PS4. There's a review of that on the site, isn't there? Uh, there will be on the day. Yes. Look out for that. Uh, Wasteland 3 is coming out on August 28th on PC and PS4. We are playing that as well at the moment, so look out for a review on that very, very soon from our very own Mr. Greg Hicks. Uh, Double Kick Heroes lands on Xbox One. We've got a review of that as well on the website from Mr. Greg Hicks. And The Road to Guangdong. Uh, it's coming out on August 28th on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, I believe, as well. We've got a review for that from our very own Andy Manson, otherwise Andy Manson. known as uh, Psych Tyson on Twitter. Um, he reviewed that one for us, so go and look at it right now. And Project Cast 3 is coming out on August 28th. Madden NFL 21 is coming out on PS4 and Xbox One. And Hexagroove, Tactical DJ, is coming to Xbox One. I reviewed that for Nintendo Life on the Switch. It is absolutely awesome. So look out for that if you're looking for something a bit more fun in the music rhythm genre, if you've already played, you know, No Straight Roads by that point. Um, and that's it. So yeah, a hefty week of video games this week. So Can I sure. add uh, Drake Hollow? Ah, yes, that too. That wasn't on my release list. Because I've been playing it. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Toby's been playing it, ladies and gentlemen. Been so playing make, it. Sure, make sure you look out for that. <laughs> Um, that's it from us ladies and gentlemen thank you all very much indeed for listening what an absolute treat it always is to podcast with you i'm sorry once again it was a day late things happen it happens sometimes you know so it's a big goodbye from mr greg hicks i'm really tired oh you can go in a minute mate, i promise uh mr toby anderson I'm being held casted <laughs> <laughs> sayonara mr greg hicks um nope mr no, sean davies hello <laughs> <laughs> And a goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. Don't forget to follow us everywhere. Look out for our link tree in the description below. And we'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast.